Good morning. Hallelujah. Technical problems all week and guess what? Just another one. But we got the best techies around. I, I, I'm really privileged to have our lead pastor as one of my technicians. Because without him, there would be no presentation in the format that you're going to see it in. Because my, my stuff didn't work at all. Absolutely not. And so I was apprehensive. I can't wait till February 28th. <laughs> if you were paying attention to the announcements, that's all about fear and apprehension. So, you know, and it, it's easier for me to go 12,000 kilometers and speak in front of people I don't know than it is to speak here. <laughs> Because my heart is just pounding right now. But uh, are we ready to go yet? So I'll fill in some more. Actually, the Lord blessed me with the ability to speak. So I will try to fill in until we get to the flag. When it's up there, just give me a high sign. But I can tell you that, uh, you know, we're privileged to be able to do what we do when we go and do what Jesus commanded us to do. And my favorite one is Matthew 28, Great Commission. And remember a couple of Sundays ago, Claren Martin was here and he used that very scripture to talk about what it is to be part of this missionary church this denomination. And as a matter of fact, it's not just us. It's the whole church. One body. One church. One head, Jesus Christ. And we are privileged to go and do what we do. We're just so privileged. There are others here like Joyce and and Ernst and, and there are others here that have gone and done some work out there and are now coming and showing us what they what they've learned. There are people, other people here that have gone to India. There are people that have traveled around the different parts of the world and share their experience with us so that we can go keep doing the work. And I'll just read quickly. It says in John 20, or I'm sorry, in Matthew 28, it says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, and that's, that's a word that, that we've got to watch for. Because usually what follows, therefore, is a command or what we do next. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely... I am with you always to the end of the age. That to me, it's my favorite because it pretty well covers all the bases of what we do as missionaries. And who'd have thunk I would be a missionary two years ago? It didn't even cross my mind. And somebody invited me to go to India. And I said, no. And if you remember last year, and I give you a little update on what happened last year, the Lord said to me, go and see or come and see. So I went and I saw. And what I saw was they had me preaching 
every day for 30 days in a row, sometimes twice, sometimes three times a day in little small churches. And when I finished, I said, that's enough of that. (laughs) Enough is enough. (laughs) And so I came back and I talked to some people that I know and I said, I asked the Lord, what next? And he says, go and make disciples. These, you know, the, the church in India can come over here and teach us how to multiply. They can show us how to multiply. We can show them how to make disciples because what I experienced this time versus last time, we baptized last time. This time we had over 50 salvations. So a new work is beginning. And so they, they need to be encouraged to do the work that Jesus has commanded us to do. Not that we go and do it for them, but go and help them. We're still in the trees. <laughs> hmm? <clears throat> you know, Tara, Tara Lynn said it so, so well when she started her prayer. She said, Dear God, who is in heaven? <laughs> you know, this, this book is about the kingdom of God. The first part, the Old Testament, is about God working from heaven down to earth. And then he sent his son who brought all of the kingdom with him. He brought the kingdom of heaven with him. So she said, Our Father, dear God, who is in heaven. And Jesus taught us to pray that. And command by our own faith to bring heaven to earth. That's why I just love this this commission. Oh, we're ready. That's the India flag, in case you didn't know. Okay. There's a map of India. You see that purple one that says Andhra Pradesh? That's basically where I went. That little hump on top has changed now. We go to the next one. You see Andhra Pradesh has changed in size. And you see where Hyderabad is. And you see the name above it, Telangana. That, that hump on the top has been separated and it's now its own state. And Hyderabad is in that part of the country. And you can see it's fairly central to the south. And that's where we landed. Now my brother took off from Edmonton, short flight to Seattle, and then a, a flight over the North Pole to New Delhi. I'm sorry, to uh, Dubai. And then in, into India to Hyderabad, and I went from Toronto to Heathrow, and then from Heathrow into India uh, to Mumbai, then to Hyderabad, and we landed 10 minutes apart. (laughs) Now, you couldn't have planned that. The next one, please. There's Telangana, and you can see Hyderabad is now part of that. Now, the reason I show you that is to give you a perspective of where I was. Because when I traveled, while I was there, I probably traveled over 3,000 kilometers while I was there. Not to mention the 12,000 to get there and the 12,000 to get back. But it was over 3,000 kilometers as we traveled around. And the first day, this is interesting. The first day was a Sunday. After we landed on a Saturday. The first day was a Sunday. And we were supposed to rest that day. And they said, well, let's go to this meeting. It's an open-air crusade meeting. So that's where we went. And as we drove into the parking lot, 
The guy said, oh, by the way, you're preaching. I think I told some of you this story. My brother and I, okay, and we had made a little plan together that I would open and he would close. My brother has experienced 18, over 18 years in preaching the kingdom of heaven. And I'm good at opening, and so he would close. So there, there we are. That's, that's Paul Nuthalapati, one of our hosts. There's my brother on his right, and there's yours truly on my brother's right. And the gentleman next to, my, to myself is a, a local pastor named Philip. He's a part of the uh, church group in Hyderabad. They put this together. The pastors came together to put this crusade on. You see what I mean about they can teach us to do things, right? Now, we put on conferences where we get all these mega speakers coming in, but it would be nice if we could get the local pastors to put on a conference like that. So somebody said something and we all turned right. (laughs) Now, my brother preached first and unfortunately I didn't have my camera with me because I didn't know we were going to preach or anything. We were just there to to talk and meet some people. So he started off preaching the kingdom by saying, is anybody here not saved yet? In other words, he said, is anybody here not have a relationship with Jesus? And then a lot of hands went up. It's not them. But he ended his talk with words of knowledge for healing and 120 people came up. So we spent the next 30 minutes laying hands and and praying for people for healing. And this... uh, that focal center right there where my brother is and the man in front of him holding his hand out, there was a woman there in green. You can just barely see it behind the purple. She was blind and she received her sight. Wow. There she is. Not the front one, but the one at the back. The next slide shows the stage. It's kind of intimidating But you can see all those faces up there. That's all the faces of the local pastors that came together for a week of preaching the the good news. And the man in the center, the gray suit, he was the one that put it all together. Okay? Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is Michael Congola with the microphone. He was the first place we went to. What, what we did was pastor's conferences and what, had an opportunity to, to get a, a feel for what the local pastors there are doing. This man has a group of 200 pastors. Can you imagine overseeing 200 pastors? Mind you, they don't do it by themselves. They, you know, they delegated people to help them out. But there's a group of them that we uh, spent two days with. Okay. And one of the ministries he has is an orphanage. And when we walked in the front door, that's what we saw. A sea of kids from all the way. That hall goes way back, way back, way back. And the ages from toddler to uh, 17. And they're there. They're lodged there. And they're educated there. And some of them are not orphaned by our definition of orphan. Some of them are there because their parents can't look after them. Okay. And this is how they greeted us. They get all the flower petals and they just showered us with... with, with <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. You can see I'm like, ah, what happened? There it is again. These kids, I tell you, they were so enthusiastic. It was very... It was infectious. I mean, it was just amazing to see these kids. They were so happy, I guess, for a change in their routine. And there's the older kids. They were further down. and We're at the back there. 
these kids couldn't, and I think that's one of the pastors there with his hand on one of the kids who was getting a little rambunctious, but hey, they're kids. And this is the pastor of the next group we went to see. His name is John Wesley. Some of you know Jivon Wesley, not related. This man and his wife asked us to come. And while we were there, he rem- his wife reminded him that he had heard from God three years ago that I'll send you a man from Canada, and his name is Richard. That's him at the back with the red shirt. And Richard's still unpacking that. It, when you hear something like that, it's, it's very humbling. And this man here has 500 pastors that he oversees. An amazing job that he's doing. He's like they're planting a church a day, at least. Okay. There's, the, there's an example of these, these uh, banners that they make for... Everywhere we go, there's a banner. Not the same one, but everywhere we go, there's a banner with our picture on it. It's kind of, uh, oh, yeah, do I look like that? <laughs> and everywhere we go, they give us one of these, cloth, one of these um, cloths and the lays. Those lays are made of real flowers. And they do have a perfume to them. My brother has, not allergic to it, but he gets affected by it. So we put them on and then quickly take them off. <laughs> but this goes on everywhere we go. We were there for two months, or for one month. And every place we went and spoke and every church we visited, this is how we get greeted. Not necessarily with the cloth, but always with the lay. Okay. Now, this is, we're in the pastor's home. Pastor John Wesley, I just wanted to let you see this, okay? That table is between two beds. John and my brother are sitting on one bed and I'm sitting on the other. That's the bedroom of this house. It's a three-room house. To my right is what you'd call the entrance living room, catch-all room, you know, everything else goes on in there. And to my left is the kitchen. That's it. And they have two kids. And they... they (laughs) And they live in that little three-room house and manage, their op- their, manage what they do from there. He's a bit tech-savvy. He's got Wi-Fi and all that, so that helps. Okay. This is one of his pastors. I'm showing you this because we were asked to go to a location not far from where John lives and uh, see a piece of property where they're building a church. And, okay... And we had to walk up this hill to get to where the site is. And this, this plot of land was given to this pastor by one of the villagers where we were. There we are climbing up. And I'm sure the guy behind me is saying, don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what was at the top of the hill. The view out there is amazing. We were just at dusk, so we didn't get a full, full benefit of it. But they've started building this church. I think that's six years' work right there. Because they, they, it's so slow when they do these things. It's not fast. Okay. And we were praying. And, you know, every time we do something, my brother likes to say, okay, we want to do a little teaching moment. So a little teaching moment was how to bring heaven down to earth. <laughs> and you can physically do it. You've got to physically grab it and bring it down. And that's, if you, if you present yourself 
Because Jesus is in us and we're in Jesus. So where's the solution to any problem or anything we're praying for? It's in us. And if we take the step forward, we're moving Jesus forward into the situation. So when we're reaching out, we're moving Jesus to the situation to bring heaven down on earth as it is in heaven. So we were demonstrating that. And next slide, even the kids got involved. It was quite, a, quite an experience. Okay. And there's... The four of us, uh, myself and my brother and John on the right, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the pastor's name on the left. I couldn't find any of my notes for that. Okay. Now this segment here, um, the, the, the man on the right facing, his name is Pastor Abraham. The man on the left is next to my brother's right hand. His name is Pastor Timothy. They work together. And they have about 500 churches between them. But they work together. And you'll notice that, uh, I think the next slide shows it better. No, this is, <laughs> these two guys. The guy on the left is Pastor Timothy's right-hand man. And the man on the right, we affectionately called him Chris because he looks like my cousin. And then we started to call him Sparky because he was fixing everything that didn't work. And he rode motorcycle. And there's our method of transportation while we were with them. And a lot of you know about these auto taxis or auto carts, they call them. And they're all run on diesel, which I didn't know until this year. Okay. Now, Pastor Timothy, who's in the white on the right, at the back there, he took us to a small village. And this road we were on was four kilometers long off the, off the main road. It took us an hour and a half to get there. We're on and off that auto cart. And this is where we ended up. This village. No, there is some electricity, but not much. In India, you get used to the electricity on. Wait 10 minutes, it'll go off. Wait 10 minutes more, it'll come back on. So the next one, this is where we met these three men. That's Pastor Timothy on the right there. And those three men, the man in the middle is the elder of this, of this village. And he's also the senior elder for three other villages close by. Pastor Timothy had visited them two, maybe three times, and the last time he had visited them was five months before we went. And five months before, um, it had been five months since he'd been there, but he just felt led to take us there. So we went. And they'd, been, they'd heard the message from Pastor Timothy. They'd heard the word of the Lord. And, they, and they're Hindu. And they said, after Timothy left, and they te- they're telling us this through translation, that well after you left we decided that if this Jesus is real then we'd pray about it and we'd talk about it and we decided if he's real then he'd send us a miracle and to them the miracle was two white guys from Canada <laughs> and so because of that because we showed up they came into the kingdom they, they, they prayed the prayer and that elder has authority over the other three villages so as we speak today the kingdom is growing hallelujah okay again just showing you what it's like to sit in the back of one of these things when you're when you're the size of me and my brother <laughs> there's no room for anybody else okay now we're in uh, Pataru. Um the man on the right his name is Pastor Moses. He is Jeevan Wesley's pastor and mentor. 
And uh, that's the man on the left. His name is Pastor James, another Pastor James. <laughs> and he's one of the, of the pastoral group with uh, Jivon. And this is our wel- welcoming committee. Okay. So there's some others that came by. And again, out come the lays and the flowers. And that's, past, that's Jivon in the back there with the striped shirt. Okay. And this is one of the pastor conferences that we did with them. And we all, there's always a group picture or sometimes there's a group picture. And this is one of them. And it was a really hot day that day. And uh, they were in underneath uh, that uh, building. that uh, It's kind of a temporary building. I think they put it up and take it down as they need it. Okay. And the kids, this is, in, this is uh, after the, this, the uh, uh, time we spent with the pastors. Then there was a service and the kids get right involved with it. And I just love that. My brother, of course, he, he gravitates to the kids. He just loves the kids. Okay. Now, when we go, we pray for a lot of people. I mean, literally, whether it's a 50 or 150 people come up and want prayer. So we pray for, we prayed for, I'm going to say, 2,000 people individually. So once in a while, it's nice that we receive prayer. So a couple of pastors said, we want to pray for you because they've been hanging around with us for a while. So they prayed for us. And I tell you, that was a blessing. It's kind of like charging your engine up again. It was beautiful. My brother is very experiential in the Spirit. Uh, as he says, way, the Spirit on me moves my body. That is the weight of the Spirit on me. Don't get offended by that. The Spirit does move the body sometimes. But he's learned to walk in it. He learned that from... from uh, Rodney Howard Brown. That's making, that's making food. Everywhere we go, they feed us. They feed everybody in the church. And that's, he's, he's cooking the rice right there. Okay. Oh, that's back at the crusade. There's a better picture of the lady in green who received sight. And what happened was there were six or eight pastors up there on the, on the podium and I said to them, I said, we better help or we're going to be here all night. So all the pastors got up and we started praying with Richard. Okay. One of the places we went was served communion, except Jivon didn't plan ahead like we do. <laughs> he was pouring the, the uh, wine as we, were give, as we were serving the bread. And I was watching him. You can see I'm there behind him watching him. And it was, it was quite a task. Another banner. I just throw this one up to show you the banner. This, this is Pastor James. And we're at his church. And it's not far from, uh, from where Jivon lives in, uh, in Gouda. That is a, an elected official. He was a Christian. And I just show you this because um, in true political style, he came in and said, I'm going to make a road up to the church. (laughs) That's a joke. Anybody get that? Oh, okay. (laughs) And I think he's going to do it, though, because it was up a hill and there was all stones and there was big rocks, and you had to walk up to this church. He said, I'm going to make a road to this church. Okay. 
And we were giving out Bibles to a youth group there. That's what was going on. And an opportunity to pray for our government leaders, their government leaders. So we're praying for, for this man who is uh, well-liked, well-loved. Okay. You see it's a larger congregation than, than usual. And this is my brother's favorite picture. That's him behind the yellow balloon. Okay, now this man here with the beard is another trip as we're going. And this is a church that Pastor James, who is on the right, this is one of his group. And this man is a villager who, we're, don't forget we're in, I shouldn't say don't forget, we're in the tribal agency area. The tribal agency area of India is the oldest segment of population and the oldest area. And quite frankly, they have not moved in even out of the 1800s in a lot of cases. And here we are in the 21st century. But this man, walking along, Jivan stopped him and asked him if he could pray for him. And he said, yeah, I want to quit smoking. So he prayed for him, threw down his cigar, and he said, I quit smoking. Not only that, he received Jesus that day. And he'd been thinking about it. So it's not like we actually did it. We were just the catalyst that, you know, he'd been thinking about it, so... And, he gave, and then we had a church service after that where we prayed for the people in that village. It wasn't a church service. It was a gathering to pray. Okay. This is a woman who is uh, part of one of the pastor's churches. And we went, this is an, another area just not far from where we were in the previous photo. And she was not feeling well and she wanted prayer. And it turned out she was... We had delivered her from a spirit. Not sure which, because when she went down under the, under the weight of the spirit, she was writhing, and I know it wasn't, I know it was not her doing it. You can just tell. So we stayed, we took about 30 minutes with her, and finally she was delivered. And uh, as far as I know, she's still delivered. Hallelujah. Okay. The next place we went, this is a group of people, like I, like I said, Richard does teaching moments. Teaching moments where uh, he say, okay, we're going we're gonna to pray for healing. And what he does is he teaches how that when you receive it, you can pass it on or you can do it for the next person. The lady in front with the white, uh, he, was calling, he, he asked, has anybody got a, a sore neck, sore knees, sore back? And this lady had a sore neck. And this group of ladies had sore necks. And so he prayed for her. And then she turned around and prayed for those. And they were all healed. All of them. And we checked it out. Because we, we just didn't take it on face value. Which we should. But we went and asked them, how did you feel? What did you do before? Like do something today that you could, or do something now that you couldn't do before. And all of them demonstrated their healing. Okay. This is Jivan's sister and his brother-in-law and their little guy. And we went to their house and prayed for them. Any chance we get, we can go to a pastor's home. We pray for them. We go to their home and pray for them in their home. Very powerful. And this is Jivan's grandfather. 
This man planted the church in Gouda, the village they live in, in 1949. My brother was born in 1949. And he's been sharing the gospel since then and still does to this day. And he's pushing 80. And you can go to the next one. The man in the white shirt behind, that is Jivon's father. So we have three generations of, of pastors in the same home, and that's Jivon's mother on the right. So we have Jivon's grandfather, his father and mother, and himself, all living in the same house. Now, uh, his dad, his, uh, I'm sorry, grand, grandmother was ill, so she, we didn't see her at all, but we did pray for her. Um, she just happened not to be well that particular day we were there. But I had met her before. Okay. And so, when you have an opportunity of an, uh, with somebody with an apostolic anointing, what do you want? <laughs> you want somebody to pray for you who's got that anointing. So we asked for him to pray for us, and he did. And it was powerful. Very powerful. And then, his son, Jivon's father, also prayed for us. It was a very powerful afternoon, and it ended with, uh, with dinner. So that's what it looks like in India from our point of view um, as, as missionaries and pastors going around from place to place and praying for people. I think there's another slide, is there? Or is that it? That's it. So that's a slice of what it's like for us as we travel in India. And the biggest thing that we are trying to accomplish, the, the one thing we're trying to accomplish is to help them realize the prophecy that is over India. The prophecy over India is that it'll be one of the largest harvests in the world, but it'll not come from those of us who will visit. It's going to come from within. So we want to equip them and get them ready for that. And spiritual gifts is one of those things that you know need to be taught in the body of Christ. Not just here, but over there. And they're, they're very interested in having someone do that. So we're working on that. My brother and I have already talked and discussed about going back and how we're going back and how often we're going back and what that's going to look like. Because a new work begins every time you go. We had, you know, 50 salvations. So that's a new work. Not that we're going to go and do it, but we want to go and support those who are doing the work. And those of you who have been in missions know that. You know that you, you, encouragement is one of the biggest things that you can offer them. And let them know that they're not alone in this battle. So, that's my report on India today. And um, I pray that you would, you would pray for my brother and myself and, and pray for those pastors that uh, you saw on the screen. Pray for those churches. Pray for the move of God in that country that the harvest will be as prophesied. Thank you very much for your time. Enjoyed it. Uh, Lori, let's just pray for you. Uh, join me as we pray before we go. So, Father, we just uh, want to thank you so much for calling Lori from here to go to India. Wow. Mm. A few years ago, that we just never, never know when you're going to do 
such a thing, Lord, when you're going to call us to go. And, and he responded to your call, Lord. And we're just so thankful. And um, that, Lord, you would use Trinity Church to be a sending ground, an equipping center for Lori and for others um, here uh, at our church. And so, Father, we just pray that you would continue to give Lori vision and discernment and all the provision that he and his brother need uh, to go and um, to see that harvest in India fulfilled. Um, that they would be, um, that India would be reached for your, for your glory, for, for the uh, glory of your name. And so we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I just, I would just say, you know, for every trip to India, it has its own work. Like Joyce and Ernst, they did a special thing there. And that, that's a work that needs to be done, because where are they going to go? And there's also a need for the women there. And when we go, we're, it's, it's, it's supporting the, the pastors and what they're doing so that they're encouraged. And there are other mission trips to India that do other things. And so it's all important. Thanks. Amen. Amen.